Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What's up, friend? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today's episode is number 229, and it is coming to you on a Sunday from Little Italy, San Diego, California, at a 509 post-meridium. Today, we will talk about one component of what we covered yesterday. Yesterday, I talked about Q learning. And Q learning is a subcomponent, a subfield, I guess you could call it, of machine learning. And it revolves around how a machine can actually learn from its environment. And it revolves around three things, state, action, and feedback. Feedback is either in the form of a reward or a punishment. And as you may know, Charlie Munger, the wise investor and little sage old curmudgeon man that resides in Pasadena, California, once said, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. Or perhaps it was the plural form, show me the incentives and I'll show you the outcomes. No matter. The bottom line and the moral of this sage old curmudgeon quote is that how you craft and incentivize rewards and punishments in a system, aka the feedback that one is given, will allow one to very rapidly determine and learn that in a given state, what kind of action you should take. And I realize that I'm in the theoretical kind of metaverse right now, but hey, deal with it and try to figure it out. I, and I'm sure you can. I don't want to undersell your uh, comp- or undersell and under value or undervalue your essentially your proficiency to understand things. Because if you have listened to this far in this journey with me on the Daily Scott Shepherd, you are probably aware that I am not necessarily here to cater to the very very synthetic, uh, surface-level type of life philosophy content. What we're diving into and what I've been obsessed with lately is thinking systems, brain development, mind development, thinking development, knowledge development, essentially. And thus, I will not bother going into explicit detail right now on uh, examples 
of that. Okay. Just think state action and feedback. Okay. Those three components in the book that I'm working on and that will be released on the anti-net Zettelkasten thinking system that Nicholas Luhmann created and devised. I will, of course, write it in plain English, not pedantic academic speak, because even though academic pedantic speak is quite useful and has a utility in terms of forcing one to uh, explicitly and go through the pains of trying to be very, very objective, right? Academic writing also suffers from, well, the sleep-inducing effect that was present in Nicholas Luhmann's writing, which actually for Luhmann, it was created and relied on almost as a defense mechanism for his life. And if you want to learn more about that, you can roll back and search for the, uh, I don't know, search for some episodes on, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe about 10 episodes ago, and I'll allow you to explore. And even though I could go and look it up right now and give you the specific episode and name, it has something to do with a secret skeleton in Nicholas Lumen's closet. And surf around around that area and explore and listen, and you'll actually find out what I'm talking about. Anyway, what we're going to talk about today is the last piece in cue learning, which is feedback. It is the most critical piece in a system. It allows one to actually learn from their action in a given a certain state that they are in. And I will say this, even though I have been kind of prodding and poking at Zonke Ahrens and his book about how to take smart notes, which I think positions itself way too much as teaching Nicholas Lumens, uh, Zettelkasten, and it does not. It is essentially a principle-based uh, new invention. You would call it maybe the Arensian school of thought for how to take notes. However, there is one thing that Arens does get right, and it's something that he correctly identified in his book. Sorry, I'm a fucking retarded. I mean, renob. Not I can't say the R word anymore um, because, well, number one, it's not politically or really, I don't know, like humanly <laughs> correct to say, <laughs> but uh, also because I truly believe that it is something that one should not use even though I have, well, found myself using it from time to time in life. You know, very, 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 very rarely, of course, you know. But I actually found a good substitute for the R word. Um, and it is renob. And what renob means, you just call someone a renob. What renob means, it's basically boner spelled backwards. So... There's uh, a useful gem, a side gem for you today, but fucking 
Fiona. She freaking like kamikazed into like the side of my desk a second ago, like a freaking renob. Um. Anyways, wouldn't it be a uh, wouldn't it be a complete episode of the daily Scott Shepard without well some type of event from one of my children who, if you don't know, my children have hair on their faces. They're cats. Anyway, the thing that Sonk, <laughs> the thing that Sonke Ahrens got right was that he correctly identified in his book the importance of feedback. And he says it on page two of his book, How to Take Smart Notes. And the reason why note-taking is not a, like, quote, hot and attractive area of interest or, you know, a hot market is because most idea just or most people just have no idea whether or not they suck at taking notes. You know, there's, it's hard to tell. And why is it hard to tell? It's because there is no quote, as Aaron's put it, there is no immediate negative feedback loop if we do it badly. And here's the thing. This shortcoming of there being no feedback loop that is immediate is actually corrected by the analog anti-net Zettelkasten, the true Zettelkasten. And the reason is, centers on the fact that if you take down a note or an idea or write something like a quote or anything... And you do it before you actually review the section in your mind, in your second mind, in your anti-net that relates to the note or the idea. What you will often find is that you've already had the same idea or a very, very similar idea. And the feedback that is instant on if you take notes poorly and badly is that and this has happened to me because before I actually started using the anti-net, I relied on the note card system that uh, Ryan Holiday uses and Robert Green uses, which is based on category. And there can be multiple categories and there's no fixed IDs, no numbers, you know, no internal growth, no tree-like structure, right? And what happens is, this is something that Rob, Robert Greene, or at least Ryan Holiday, has pointed out, is that you know if you have a, a note that can fit into two sections, he just creates duplicate versions. Well, what ends up happening, in addition to that, is you will find that you forget about you know where that certain version is, and you'll end up taking a note or a quote, you know, like let's say you're reading Stoicism, and let's see you take a note or write down an idea. Well, when you go to file it, sometimes you will find, and really often I, I found in the, the note card system version, that I had already handwritten and taken that same exact note. And the feedback is very, very immediate in the world of the analog Zettelkasten. Because... Oftentimes, if you use a note card system organized by category, you will never even know or be given the feedback that, oh crap, I already, well, I already 
took a note on on that. However, with the Zettelkasten and the anti-net version, the true version, the analog version, when you write down a note, and then you go to file it, and then you see the a duplicate one, it's an instant piece of feedback that, well, you just wasted some time. You're not doing it right because you need to go back before you actually take the note and give your old self, your second mind, yourself a lot more credit for what it already knows that you have, well, seemingly forgotten. And in the world of memory, and I, I will be talking about this at some point, this concept in which, well, you cannot recall stuff that you already know is called interference. And I will talk more on this at a later date, but this is something, just a small instance exhibiting the importance of the structure of Nicholas Lumen's anti-net and why when you just change it and change its foundational fundamental properties and elements on a whim, it really changes everything. Which is why the digital Zettelkasten faction unfortunately is not even aware of what they're missing out on. But at least you, my friend, my listener, are aware. And soon, hopefully more people will be aware of the true magic of taking notes in the analog form, developing their brain, developing their mind, creating genius-level work, and taking over the world in a benevolent and intellectual way. So with that, I shall leave you with some thoughts to ponder on and ruminate on, on this beautiful, exquisitely sunny, happy, yellow, golden Sunday from San Diego, California. But before I part, as always, I must remind you to always remember to stay crispy, my friend. Scott Shepard, signing off. Sunday, 5.22 p.m. Peace and love. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepard. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do. All right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.